0: Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you are listening to The Middle of Somewhere. Hey, I have a correction on some dates that I gave last week. It was brought to my attention that I messed them up. So it is November 6th. I'll be in San Diego. Uh, the second show is almost sold out, and the first show is sold out. So if you want tickets to that, hurry up and get them. The seventh, I'll be in Brea. That is also almost sold out. Eighth and ninth, I'm going to be in Salt Lake City of November. Eighth and ninth, Salt Lake City. Three of those shows, uh, one show sold out. Two are really close. Please grab tickets to those. Now, here's where I messed up. I clicked on some th- shit last week that said I was off the week of November 14th to 16th. That's not the case. Gotcha. I'm going to be at the Sanctuary Event Center in Fargo, North Dakota. Fargo! Fargo, North. You want some nacho cheese with those Potatoes. potato lasers and no? all? So I'm going to be there November 16th in Fargo. First show sold out. Still some tickets for the second show. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Also, a lot of people message Chad and I. And you guys, you say, hey, how can we help? We love the show. You send us art. You give us ideas. You send us stories. And we love it. But I get a lot of the how can we help. Yes, that's true. I'm going to tell you, here's how you can help. Uh, Let's let's make this week a spread the word week for middle of somewhere. A lot of you have already done a great job. But I want everybody this week to, if you love the show... Post it on your Facebook with a link or your Twitter or your Instagram and tell people to go to it. Or tell a person you like, hey, you'd like this show. Because here's the thing. If everybody who listens tells one other human being that starts listening, we'll have the number one comedy show on, on, on the charts. That is true. And then, I mean, I know that doesn't benefit you guys necessarily, but Chad and I have huge egos. And that would be really nice for us. And it might lead us to... Turning this into more of a thing where we could earn a little bit and spend more time on it and give you guys more shows and more things.
0: And clearly, I'm going to need a little extra cash because uh, after last night's or last week's freak out, uh, there's a good chance that I'm in a stroke. Yeah. Pretty hard.
1: We're going to need we need that ad money to get Chad a nurse. You guys
0: smell burnt toast? <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. You have reached the middle of somewhere. Hello. Uh, across from me, of course, is uh, Cy Alice, Cy Agra, Cy Amundson. I am here. And uh, over in the corner, guess who we got back? It's Haybale. Hay-bales Haybale in cargo shorts!
1: He's got cargo shorts and it's 40 degrees outside. That happens. It happens. He's got a hoodie. Are you one of those guys who's like really insistent on wearing shorts late into the winter? I would have guessed that about you, yeah.
0: Which dad did you learn that from? Oh, come on now. Hang tight.
1: I'm fucking. I'm on fire already. Speaking of being on fire, uh, last week when you lost your mind. I did, I,
0: and I've gotten a lot of messages about this. I have been waiting to talk to
1: you about a very spe- So last week, in your meltdown, okay. you mentioned that you almost fought a trucker.
0: I don't know what would have happened, but sure
1: you were very you were willing to fight a truck. I was upset. Yes. And so I was thinking throughout this week how funny it would have been to be the third person in like the car that's behind you in the truck as you are pointing out the window for him <laughs> to pull over and weaving in and out of the road. Like to me I was like that would be amazing to see. And then I thought I've never really seen any road rage shit, right? Huh. And then 2 days later and i've been just like wait i've been waiting like a kid for christmas to tell you this i was coming back down to the same studio to do something else right and i okay. saw the best road rage shit of all time so i'm on 94 it's okay. a three lane highway where we were at interstate 94 interstate 94 in minnesota i am in the middle lane behind a sedan in the left lane ahead of us is a minivan Sure. And they are driving slower than myself in the sedan. So the sedan (laughs) and myself are driving down the middle, and we're going to pass him on the right. And the minivan decides to change lanes. And I think it just, the sedan was in the blind spot, didn't see it happening, swerves into the sedan, doesn't hit him, but comes (laughs) close. Sedan whacks on the horn, which makes sense. Like, hey, you almost hit me. Van swerves back. And then the dude in the sedan. Loses his mind, starts hitting the horn like it was the judge who delivered the verdict on his child support payments. (laughs) Like this guy, like this guy took out 20 years of who was my dad on one single horn, right? He fucking (laughs) loses his mind. And I've never, I was like, just relax, man. He just, he just swerved. It's not that big a deal. So then he fucking speeds up. And he cuts over into the left lane in front of the minivan and slams on the brake. See this now? May I? Yeah. This is too much. I don't act like that. Nobody, and that's my biggest pet peeve with people, because I've made driving mistakes before. And when I make a driving mistake, like you cut someone off on accident, what I do is I slow down, I wave to them, and I mouth the words "I'm sorry." Yeah. And most normal people go, "You're right. I'm, you know, I honked. I'm pissed off, but I get it. People make mistakes." And some people are like, my fucking wife Sheila won't even let me stay in the basement. God damn you motherfuckers, exactly. I'm going to kill you. Like they loot, they take out their 38 years of just anger and disappointment on one person who swerved into the, the wrong
0: lane. Because that is a I a, you were in my blind spot. I didn't see you. I those things are forgiven immediately. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have no problem with that. But the thing with me, I got to let somebody know with my horn, I have an SUV, and my horn, no matter what the situation, even if it's like, hey, kids, I'll be back for that lemonade stand, no matter what it is, it always sounds like, fuck you. My horn is always like, you fucked up. It's crazy. You can't even give it like me. Hey, good to see you. (laughs) It's always like, it's
1: ridiculous. It's always, it's ruin a golf shot. Ridiculous. (laughs) Yes. So he slams on his brakes in front of the minivan. Mm -hmm. The minivan swerves over and gets into my lane, now into the middle. And and then he looks like he's going to swerve over back in front of the minivan. So I immediately get all the way to the right because I'm not. Smart. I'm not Bruce Willis. If this shit goes wrong and I have to leap out of a car, I am not equipped for that sort of behavior. But I stayed... I still wanted to watch a little bit, so I'm,
0: I'd move... What do you do if there's an accident? What do you do if there's an accident right in front of you? Drive through it. Cold trickle, days of thunder. That's a fact. Thomas Cruz, He's done it again. So now... So now... The...
1: Sedan is in front of the minivan in the middle lane, and he slams on his brake again. And the minivan now moves over in front of me.
0: Hold on. I can just picture everyone listening with a piece of paper, like illustrating exactly what's happening. Like, all right, now they're here. (laughs) And then 60 more feet
1: is where the exit's at. So now the minivan is again in front of me, and the sedan is in the middle lane. But the sedan cannot cut over because there's traffic in front. There's no way for him to get back over in front of the minivan.
0: Smart move by the minivan.
1: Also, turns out the minivan had to exit on my exit, which is coming up. In less than a quarter of a mile, Oof. the sedan drills his brake, falls all the way behind me, and now is behind me in the far right lane. The minivan and I exit. The sedan follows, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you are monkey in the middle at this point. <laughs> yes, I'm, not, and you know me. Like I can tell this now with a smile. But on the exit, I'm like, I don't care for this. <laughs> 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 so we it's a it's a single lane exit that pulls up to a three-lane stoplight. You can turn right or there's two lanes that turn left. The minivan pulls into the furthest left turning lane. Okay. And if you're a normal driver, and there's no one at the stoplight. It's a clear stoplight, right? It's okay. it's red, but it, there's there's no one there. Gotcha. So he pulls up. So what I should normally do as a driver, I'm I'm starting to I'm like, okay, I'll pull up next to him in my brain. Just that's the normal reaction. And I go, what are you fucking doing, Sai? And I popped on my brakes, and I pulled right behind the minivan. And the sedan zooms right up next to the, to the minivan. I, I will tell you, in the moment, I was like, oh, no, did I just get this guy shot? I was just thinking how many gunshots. Like, am I going to have to live with a roadside murder forever? Because I was like, yeah, I'll go behind Not him. Not
0: forever, for about three minutes, because you're a fucking key witness. That's true. You don't think he would have got on and shot you, too? <laughs> Especially someone's like, I don't care for this. <laughs> fella. Hey, fella, back in the car.
1: I didn't even think of that worry. That oh, I God. could have been
0: gunned down in the I witness situation. do. And I'm normally good at that, but I didn't think of that at all. Anytime there's any sort of situation like this, I will look down and put my hands over my eyes and be like, I am not looking at anything. I cannot see a thing. Now, I played it a little different.
1: I guess so. Because the sedan pulls up next to him, rolls his window down, and he is screaming at the minivan. Minivan's window's still up, so super funny. I don't know what he's saying, but I know the F word is involved, and I think he's saying roll down your window. I almost was like, should I get out of my car so I can hear this? (laughs) He's screaming. And then finally, the minivan's window rolls down, and as soon as it comes down, one of those big gulp fountain cups... (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you, if there was a professional sports league for throwing big gulps into sedans minivan guy is the fucking mvp i because he's higher up and yeah, it didn't, he threw great. it the lid stays on with the straw the whole way explodes when it gets into the sedan smart it was incredible and then he immediately burns a red light i think the guy in the sedan was like what the fuck so he was there for a second and then he burns the red light and i had I, ha- I was like oh should i burn the red light i didn't i didn't and i think that was the right call i i i was like i wanted to see it play out but i think they were it was going to get real real negative and real real ugly so i don't know the end of this story at all but i did i i left the house a, uh, two days after thinking man it'd be neat to see road rage and then i got to saw a guy big gulp a, a, an acura it was fucking incredible that's
0: uh, that's really funny that he threw that in there and then just took off. You know the only time it's a good time to throw a big gulp is when you have a full tank of gas. Because 'Cause you're like, We're fucking landlocked in America. I'll drive <laughs> to California right now. <laughs> and I will I will wipe you out. It's like when I'm gonna bet I can outgas you. Yeah, it's my like my car gets better mileage, I'm gonna outgas it's you. It's like when lions just chase gazelles because when they're when they're panting they can't sweat or whatever. I can't remember the exact thing, but they, they can they can exhaust them to death. Really? Yeah. Uh, and so that's it's pretty much like having a full tank of gas where you're like, it's fucking on unless you shoot me, <laughs> unless you shoot me in the face or the throat. I'm gonna outdrive you. I I do also think
1: that both these fuck probably chody ass dads would have gotten out of their thing, screamed at each other for a while, and just been like, "You mad at your wife? Yeah, me too. All right." They, see they just
0: start fucking yeah. on the side of the road, like, listen, one more thing! And then they're in a hard makeout sesh, oh, just up against the sedan. Eight
1: minutes later, I just drive by one dad, doggy styling another dad against a minivan. <laughs> While he's peeling the
0: wife sticker off the back of his car. <laughs> That's like the one, you show up, you back into the driveway like, see something missing? I found real love on the highway. So I drive 150 miles to get here, right? Yep. And do you know... No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I know for a fact that we're never going to Mars. So everyone that's out there that's like, Mars, 2035, (laughs) fucking stop. We're not going to Mars, and I know that because I have to drive 150 miles, and that tells me everything I need to know about people. There are seven... (laughs) to this. I live in the... Right? This is called the middle of somewhere. I live in the middle of nowhere, and I have to drive to the middle of somewhere. Little, reveal the curtain on the name of the show. Booyah! Pull the curtain back. So... There's really should be no traffic where I'm coming from for a very long time. But mm-hmm. there are always seven to ten <laughs> fucking traffic pods, I call them, that are going sixty miles per hour because these dumb fucking twits cannot unravel six cars in two lanes. Hey, have you ever seen that thing where it's like, hey, try to get uh try to get all the balls over to the right off of the left uh <laughs> <laughs> doing this at all? Never mind.
1: I was just gonna say, is this, are you just describing your vasectomy right now? No, What's it's like happening? it's like
0: a it's like a puzzle, right? Where there's there's three rods sticking up, and then there's four balls. The big one's on the bottom, second biggest, and then the smallest is on top. Okay. And you have to get all the balls over to the right rod that's sticking out. I'm just saying, it like, sounds like a game. Yeah, they're never ever. It's it is hard. This is gonna sound shitty. It's hard being born a leader. <laughs> It's hard. Some people are born leaders and some people aren't. And the people that aren't, they fucking want it. They want to be a leader. So they're out in the front of the pack going, 60, I'm in the front, you fucking assholes. Go. Also, semi-trucks. Can we talk about if there's two lanes, stay in the fucking right lane. You're 72 miles per hour upping the 71.5 miles per hour. You should have to stay in the right lane because you're the only people that can talk to each other. You have CBs. You can be like, hey, uh, Breaker Breaker 1-9, uh, is that you up there? <laughs> is that you? Can you go just a little bit faster? Uh, this is fucking ridiculous that you are going 71.5. I'm going 72. And, uh, and over. And then he'll come back and like, well, you know, I'm trying. I got a couple speeding tickets last time on my trip. And so I'm making sure you are uh, definitely driving a uh, Jenny truck there. That was our dead and frozen turkeys. So you can go just a little bit faster. Over. And we're just cruising down the left. It would be fucking perfect.
1: Can we also talk about, I've never revealed this to you before, but you make fun of my hillbilly family a lot. I do. uh, I had, they're both past now, and they were great men, but I had two Uncle Dougs, and they were both truck
0: drivers. My grandfather, the man I admire most to ever walk this earth, was a truck driver. Hell yeah, brother. But all I'm saying is, right fucking lane, gramps. (laughs) Hey, Doug. Hey, Doug. Right lane. Both Dougs. Both Dougs and my grandpa. Fucking scooch. I have to tell you a Chad in public story. Okay. I'm in line at Target uh, at the self-checkout. It was very Did you see him?
1: The thing I like about uh, the thing I like about his energy right now is he went up and he brought it right back down to I have to tell you a Chad in public story.
0: Well, because I can't be I get riled up a little bit. Yeah, and you la- know
1: that. Last week we almost had to give you like a shot of insulin at That's, the end of the That's so oh, fucking
0: a. that was that was brutal. So, you were in public. I was in Chad's in public. I was- <laughs> <laughs> our high-tech our <laughs> button high, bar high-tech segment alert so i'm in I'm a in woman a- said something chad didn't like not true but it was a woman but listen <laughs> i'm in target it's fucking jam-packed at the self-checkout line and there is a man who is before he r- rings his thing up he's reading every single item the label, as if he walked around with a blindfold throwing shit in his <laughs> cart, and now he's finally there to check out, and he's like, oh, goddammit, I did need vitamins. It's like, you know what you put in your cart, you jackass. Fucking ring him up. Read that shit at home. Keep the receipt if you don't like what it says on the label or whatever. So I yell, right, this is a man who looks just like Tony Shaloub, lead actor on Monk. Oh, boy. One of my favorite shows... Psych. Monk. Oh. I, I love Psych Tube. Okay. I thought you were going to say was on right after Monk. <laughs> I love them both. On USA. <laughs> what's it called when, what's it called?
1: A foreshadowing. I have a story that involves Monk. It might not happen on this episode, but foreshadowing. Keep going. What am I doing? How, why am I ruining the show?
0: <laughs> you're not ruining anything. Who am I? You're keeping me calm right now.
1: All I can think about is that guy is probably and I assume you're about to yell at him, but he's probably so lonely that he like <laughs> I don't give a fuck. He checks out really slow so he can be like, Well, Trina, these are vitamins. It look like they have vitamin
0: C and B twelve in them. And do you still wanna converse with me? Okay, here's a piece of ham. Like, I'm super efficient at bagging leaves by myself. You don't think I'm fucking lonely? <laughs> but I don't sit there and read labels in line for Christ's sake. I go home and cry like everybody else. Now, this guy looks like Tony Shaloub from, from
1: USA's hit TV show. Right. Monk.
0: Sometimes has a mustache, some full head of hair always. Yeah. Very handsome man. Also brownish. I don't know what kind. Yeah.
1: If somebody was like, Hey, did you know Monk is Lebanese? I'd be like, sure. I, I believe
0: anything. Yeah. Native American I don't give a shit. Anything. Yeah,
1: i believe a lot. I'll tan, a fucking lot.
0: tan German. Yep, I don't know. I could believe anything. So I yell, Hey Tony Shaloub, you wanna hustle? And I'm gonna tell you something. He fucking looked up, which means <laughs> it was either Tony Shaloub and I was right, or he's heard it the whole time. Yeah. And he's gone as Hallow- he's gone as Tony Shaloub for Halloween since he was a boy. Since wings. I'm taller monk this year. <laughs> yes, exactly. So now there's a lady in front of me, and I can tell you something, not brownish, blonde, fucking pasty, pasty white skin.
1: Oh, I bet she has This opinions. is in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Right? So she turns around. She goes, excuse me? And I said, oh, no, sorry. I wasn't yelling. I was I was talking about <laughs> that guy that's reading all the labels up there. He should probably just hustle. And she goes, no, I know. I know who Tony Shalhoub is. <laughs> and I go, well, it looks just like him, right? And she goes, not the, po-. she goes, not the point. I go, I think that's exactly the point that I nailed it. And she goes, are you just calling that man Tony Shalhoub because he's also, and I go, also what? Also what? Are you going to guess? Cause no one fucking knows what nationality Tony Shalhoub is, <laughs> no but Tony way. Shalhoub and his parents. No. <laughs> so I go, if you're going to guess, don't you dare fucking guess. Because you're going to be wrong, and I'm watching you. We're the only two in this conversation. If you pull your phone out to like Wikipedia that shit, I'm going to call my boyfriend. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe anyone's dating you because of this. <laughs> so don't pull your phone out and Wikipedia that shit, because I'm not going to believe it. And Tony Shaloub fucking starts going. He picked fat, it up. He listened. It he up. took the coaching. Then he did this. As he's walking out, waves at me. Really? Could have been Tony Shalhoub. He might have been like, I'm not it's always ya. good to meet a fan. He just like looked dead eye contact at me and one of these, and I just looked at the lady and I went, <laughs> <laughs> because I can't, I don't understand. We're not allowed to like say people look like each other. I don't understand that.
1: Well, there's there's nothing like being told to behave differently by a white woman. Like that's there's nothing there's nothing quite like having a white mom tell you how to act in a supermarket. And
0: this is and this is trickle down fuckonomics because. <laughs> I'm sure he was like, "Oh, that white guy just yelled at me." Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fair is fair, right? He didn't need to speed up. And we don't know. We don't know what target Tony Shaloub is either. We don't know if he's German. I completely agree. Sometimes I think I'm being so funny where I'm gonna get everyone around me to laugh. Like she was gonna high five, you. and no one ever does.
1: I do that a lot. Where I'll say some shit, and I'll be like, "Is this where you congratulate me?" And they do not. It sure isn't. They right? never. You this n- is this,
0: this not- is where they dial
1: nine one. Hey Bales, let me tell you something. Nothing you ever say out loud in public, like,
0: got him. No one ever else. No one else ever thinks you got him, ever. No one ever thinks that. I will tell you this though. And when there, I see a situation like that. Where someone's away from me and they have a sweet ass burn. Yep. Right. Like if I was walk, if I was done bagging, walking out of Target, and I heard somebody go, "Hey Tony Shalhoub, you want to hustle?" <laughs> I would turn around and go, "Sick burn, dude." He was reading his shit. I would make sure that I'm like, people are. I'm leaving, so you're gonna have to deal with the people around you. But just so you know, sweet ass burn. Sick burn. Sick ass burn. Got to run. Just bought candles. <laughs> Can't wait to light them. I love candles. So here's here's something we do when we have guests on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really do change gears. You really you're really weird transitioning today. I almost feel what was like, that in my voice? I, I almost feel like well you also did say an Acura earlier.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing great today. This is this That's is okay. This don't is, worry about it. This is quietly have been uh been a stump, uh, a, a struggle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love when someone's trying to explain something and they're like. I also fucked that up. A
1: burger. mm burger, der.
0: But it's not a big deal. See, it's like a live thing. But I I, but I, do want people to know I'm changing gears in such a manner today that they might think, oh, is that edited? Did they did they take something out and push that together? It's not. I'm just, just calming down quickly. That's just real uppity and downity. Well, listen, I have an app, meditation app that I got after the last The Calm week. app? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm familiar with the Calm app. Yep, and I got it after last week because... I felt something weird in my neck and my temple at the same time. And so I thought maybe I had like a blood clot in my cheek or something. <laughs> and so I had to calm it down and literally got the Calm app, and I've been working on it.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's, it's doing good.
0: Well, I'm fine. I just yelled yeah. Tony Shalhoub.
1: Yeah, And then you went up and down. It's good.
0: But here's what I'd like to tell you. So a lot of times when we have guests on, <clears throat> we talk about, hey, how did you meet that person? Right?
1: Oh, yeah. So I would
0: like to tell you, and I've never told you this, and this is so strange. We
1: realized this after last week's episode when we were just chatting as human beings. Correct. Correct.
0: I've never told you how I thought I knew you, but I thought you were someone that I had met before. See, I don't know that. Because you and your brother Greg mm-hmm. are both tall, both Giant. look sort of similar. Yep. Right? When we met, you looked even more similar. Yep. Yep. Um, and before, about a year before that, I was doing a show in the middle of North Dakota. Middle, it was like the, uh, I think it's called the Continental Divide. Like that's, it's right smack dab in the middle of the United States, also middle of North Dakota. Okay, got it. Doing a show where we have to drive 20 minutes. Is that a big
1: Bernie area out there?
0: (laughs) I believe it is, yeah. A lot of chanting Bernie.
1: A lot of Bernie, Bernie people out there.
0: (laughs) They, uh, they go blue pretty quickly. Yeah, I would guess In that county.
1: By blue, you mean their balls just turn that color because women <laughs> won't live there?
0: <laughs> I was going to say holding their breath, yeah. waiting to get laid in oil country. So I'm there, and we I'm with my friend. Now, my friend has passed since. Okay. About two years ago, a guy named Bob Johnson, stage name Bob Cheetah, which I fucking loved because it fit him perfectly. I'm not a big stage name guy, but Bob Cheetah was like exactly what he needed to be called. Okay. So we're out there, <clears throat> and uh, after the show, we're sitting at a bar, and this guy comes up to me, and he's my height, my build, everything. Okay. And he goes, uh, he goes, I saw your show, and I go, Oh, all right. And then I always just wait for like whatever. I never say thanks or any, you know. You want to know what's about to happen. Right. And then he goes, <clears throat> fuck you. And I go, <laughs> and I go, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> because what a weird thing to what a weird conversation starter yeah right so he goes what and i go you presented me with the option to fuck you and i'm taking it and he goes what and he pushed me and now he's like screaming at me and i go nope verbal verbal contract you have to have sex with me and this guy is so mad and there are these two brothers that are tall, blonde, Scandinavian-looking, and they were both in boxing, and one of them was doing comedy. Interesting. Right. So that guy comes over, and he goes, what's going on over here? And I go, this guy said he'd like to fuck me, and now he seems to be taking it back, and I'm not allowing that to happen. He needs to, it's, he needs to fuck me, or he needs to fight me. And the guy goes, I'll fight you for sure. And I was like, well, I don't fight. So now I need you to fuck me. And so we keep having this conversation, and the guy goes... And then he, like, starts to believe that it's really a verbal contract, so he goes, how about I fight this guy? And I'm like... (laughs) So I go, you're going to fight this guy to not fuck me? I go, listen, I mean... You've tricked him into believing like... I just... I can't do it. I can't have sex with you. I'll fight anyone. And I'll tell you this. How horrible did that make me feel? (laughs) You know that I have shatterable self-esteem the way it is, and now this guy's willing to fight someone taller than him to not just, have sex with you
1: just, just to not have sex
0: with you so they go outside and the the one they're going to fight <laughs> <laughs> they're going to fight over this thing that i was just kidding around about but now they've now they've had words so now they're going to fight and this guy the tall guy that i think i honestly when i thought met you thought was you yeah he leans over and in my ear he goes i went to uh Championships for golden gloves. <laughs> and I was like, Are, is this real? And he just goes, watch this. Now, fucking, anytime a dude says, watch this, he is gonna die or lose a fight or I mean, win a fight. More
1: importantly, one. anytime somebody says, watch this in a whisper into your ear. Oh, I know. That it's, this is gonna be
0: real fun. Yeah, he, yeah, he's either going to win a fight, die or get turned down by a girl. Yes. <laughs> those are the three those are the three options. So he, he this they start to fight, not even really, cuz the guy that was said fuck you to me takes a haymaker of a <laughs> swing, misses and the guy just goes tink on his temple and knocks him out. <laughs> then he drags him over out of the main part, and it's, it's fucking winter in North Dakota. Okay. It's like February. He drags him over off the main walkway, props him up against a store, and puts his jacket on him. <laughs> and then I go, well, we can't leave him. It's freezing. And he goes, well, we'll just let him sit there while we talk out here for a little while. <laughs> and I was like, this is the craziest thing in the world. So I meet you. So I have to tell you the second part of that story. But I met you. God, I wish I was that guy. I, I, I met you, and I, I asked you, I remember I asked you a bunch of questions when you were, like, coaching basketball and stuff. I was like, so are you a fighter? Were you ever in boxing, stuff like that? <laughs> I, you and remember. you used to tell me these stories about how you just goof around with the, like the young kids had attitudes that you were you were coaching. Yeah, I would
1: fight the kids I was coaching. And you'd
0: fight them with one hand behind your back because you yes. told them you could beat them with one hand behind your back.
1: I think Brooks Robinson was with me. Our comedi- comedian friend Brooks Robin came with me to a tournament in Milwaukee with one of the kids was talking shit, and watched me beat a kid up with one arm.
0: Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's pretty pretty good talent. Yeah, it was for a little while. And that's why when you told me that story, I was like, this still might be this motherfucking guy. (laughs) I'm just following you around. Well, no, because I thought you moved. So then I started asking about where you grew up, because I was like, did this guy just move from, because I remember asking, I go, are you from North Dakota? And you're like, no, I'm from such and such Minnesota. I go, yeah, but have you ever lived in North Dakota? Because I really did. I was convinced that you had moved from North Dakota after your fighting career
1: I remember. Do you remember one of the first gigs we did together? No. Ch- one of the first gigs Chad and I ever did together, he picked me up to do a corporate, I think, in Wapaton, North Dakota. And I was uh-huh. at my brother's house in Fargo, and he picked me up in Fargo. And I remember on that drive, you were like, so you don't live here. This yeah, is your I- brother's house. You've never lived here. You're I just was visited. convinced.
0: Now, I got to tell you this. My friend Bob Cheetah, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, and I mean that, he told me that I could never tell this story he said, "You could tell the story over my dead body." <laughs> okay? okay, so this is legit. Now his son Luke lives in Minneapolis. Luke Cheetah lives here in Minneapolis. He lives pretty close to Acme. I've seen him there several times. I gotta tell this story. I think he's gonna love it. <clears throat> we go back to the hotel, which is 20 miles in the opposite direction of where we need to be. So you're back in North Dakota yeah. now. Uh, we're we're st- we're it- yep. In North Dakota, after the show, 20 miles from where this fight happened.
1: People are going to need a lot of paper for this episode.
0: I don't think so, because I'm just continuing the story. So remember, the guy got punched. He got knocked out. Pulled him up. He came to. I left. Bob and I left. Drove back to our hotel. Got it. Now, Bob and I stayed at the hotel bar for a little too long. We were intoxicated. Got it. I walked Bob back to his room, allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly a lot in this story. Okay. Because... The FBI is involved. That's not real. I promise you it's real. (laughs) Okay, keep going. I had to take a lie detector. What? Yeah, man. What's happening? It was so great. So Bob goes up to his room, and I go to my room, and then I wake up. Fire alarm is going crazy. So we all get escorted, and there's smoke in the halls and shit, so there's a legit fire. We go outside. Bob's already out there. I go over by him, and I go, what the fuck, man? This is unbelievable. And he goes, "Yeah, I mean, I'm not really tired. Should we just go?" And I was like, "I suppose. I mean, I'm probably not going to sleep now that there's like smoke everywhere." And so we drive back <clears throat> towards Minnesota, and as we're going, we're just like recounting the night or whatever, and uh, and I hear some things, and then I drop him off at his house, shake his hand, and he winces, and I go, oh, "I wonder, wonder what that's about." And I see on his knuckles they're bloody, and uh, so this FBI calls me, FBI agent calls me out two weeks after, and he goes. There was a fire started at this hotel. Someone was smoking under the stairs accidentally or intentionally ashed into the Christmas decorations of the hotel, and they all started on fire. Now, we have blood from the pool window because someone was, the door was locked. Someone was trying to get in, and they kept punching right by where you would punch to knock out that portion to unlock the door. And I was like, no idea. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. I was sleeping. He goes, well... We have Bob's key card said that he entered his room at 218, then exited his room and never came back. Cause they have like fucking sensors on the door. Yep. So now I'm like pretty worried about it. And I have to go in and I have to take a lie detector test. And I don't I really don't know anything. So I passed it, everything was fine. At local FBI headquarters? At the North Dakota FBI headquarters, yeah. Oh boy. And so then I call Bob right away afterwards and I'm like hey, man, we should go to Red Pepper and get some tacos. Because now I'm like, the feds for sure are on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so then I go pick him up. We don't even go to Red Pepper because now I don't know if they've bugged Red Pepper. I'm <laughs> fucking freaking out, man. They didn't even ask me about the kid that got knocked out. So it turns out Bob was like, yeah, I was wasted. I left to go have a cigarette, accidentally ashton things. Couldn't couldn't stop the fire. So I was going to try to get into the pool to get some fucking water. And the door was locked. And I'm like, this is awesome. We're a fucking cold case for the feds right now. Do you know that? Allegedly. This never happened. Allegedly, it did. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. I know. That's insanity. I've never had to talk to the feds before. And I'm so glad. We actually... A couple weeks before Bob passed, we uh, had dinner at a truck stop right on I-94 and the I-29 interchange in Fargo, North Dakota, and we fucking howled about that story. Oh, it's I mean, we were laughing so hard.
1: This is just going to be... Basically, this episode is just going to be all about fights. Oh, you have a fight story? I do. It was the one I was going to tell last week. See, I'm not a big Facebook guy. Okay. but I mean, you know how on Facebook... Uh, Every once in a while, it shows you when you log in a memory from the past. Like, hey, like 12 years ago, Mm. Teresa and I went on a blimp. And then like you (laughs) repost. I love his voices. Then you repost it like, you remember this, Teresa, when we were blimpy? And uh, it's the most silly shit in the world. I can't tell if he's doing another woman
0: or a man that loves brunch. Both. (laughs) Oh. Both of them. Okay.
1: So uh, last week... I was on oh, Facebook gosh. and a picture came up that reminded me that like five or six years ago, I fought professional wrestler Chavo Guerrero Jr. And I fucking knew you were the guy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still think you're the guy. <laughs> so I didn't, it was a fake fight that turned semi real. So I was living in Los Angeles and I was hosting a web series called The Pre Games.
0: And now you're living back in Minnesota. Yeah, now I live here. Sounds like things didn't go so great. (laughs) How Were
1: you in L.A. ever? Never gone there. (laughs) I find that to be inaccurate.
0: Now I can tell people. Now I can tell people I've I've never been there, and they're like, oh, it's because you wanted to do comedy on your own terms? Nope, terrified of it. (laughs) Terrified of moving to one of those cities and having to start over. So I'm living
1: in L.A. I'm hosting a web series for a website called The Pregame. It's a sports... Talk show. Okay. And it's sponsored by Miller Lite. I'm the host, and my writer is the very funny Dan St. Germain. Yeah, great. And I I look back on it now. Every week, Dan St. Germain and I would write all these jokes for the show and then be furious when they cut a bunch of them. We're like, why are you cutting it? And now I look back on it. And like we did this segment, making fun of athletes' outfits, and there was a basketball player that looked really skinny and was wearing a green suit, and we'd write, like, looks like the Joker got AIDS. And they'd be like, you can't do that. And we'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? What's happened to creativity? And
0: now, like, This would just be a sports show on Adult Swim. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was, it was really aggressive. And Dan St. Germain is incredible. He was the only reason that show was funny. But... Also, I'm I'm I have to sidetrack for do a it. second. We had a lot of really interesting guests. Okay, one of which, do you remember Brian McKnight? Of course. One you like a dream come true. That Brian McKnight. What do you <laughs> put? Pick, <laughs> you picked up your phone like you were gonna record me singing <laughs> no, and I turn just, it into <laughs> a button bar. <laughs> but see, you remember the song. I do. Brian McKnight is an all-time hero. He's coming on our show. And we like have to do something with the guests. And so my pitch was that song is about like finding love in this really romantic way. And I was like, what if he wrote like more realistic versions of that song? (laughs) So I wrote a bunch and we put them in a bucket and he pulled them out without ever having read them before and sang them.
0: Oh. So we had
1: tape. There was one where Brian McKnight went, one, we met at Applebee's. Two, accidental family. Three, girl, it's plain to see. We should have used a plan B. We fucked Brian. This and is great. And he's going along with it? He, not only was he going along with it, he was singing it like he was in a concert. He is an all time wow. hero. One of the coolest dudes. He in the just world. jumped
0: a ton of notches.
1: Already one of the great sex songs of all time. And now you learn he's a hero. Yeah. He was really great.
0: To be fair, he only had. Two notches to jump,
1: he was number three. <laughs> he uh, he also I also almost got in a fight with him in a basketball game once. Brian McKnight again? Yeah. And this was after that. This was like two months later. He came. <laughs> this is like two months later, he came to where I played pickup basketball and he saw me and he's like, What's up, Cy? So he remembered me and I was like, Hey man, and we were very nice. And then the game started and he hit me in the face with an elbow. And then we just almost fist fought each
0: other. And then the game was over and he goes, see ya dude. So like he has this Oh that's so great. He has this fucking switch to it. It would have been great if he would have elbowed you and been like, one, it looks like I broke your nose. Two. The fucking blood really flows. Three. So that's going to the ER now.
1: So we've gone a long way. Can I get back to Chavo Guerrero please, Jr.? Jesus Christ. Please. This is I didn't realize this is not going to be <laughs> this is too much build up for how uh unimportant this story is. Let's just hear it. So w- the bit is Chavo Guerrero's on the show and okay. a, and the other guest is a young Theo Vaughn. Ooh. And I am going to f- I'm going to tell Chavo like, "Hey man." And he was so cool. I'm like, uh, but the bit is I want to fight you, I want to wrestle you, and you don't want to do it. I don't want to wrestle a normal guy. This isn't cool. And then I'm going to shit talk you, and then you'll beat me up. That's the scene, Okay. right? So we even get to the point where the first thing he goes, you say whatever you want, just don't call me a bitch. And I was like, cool. And he goes, do not call me a bitch. Oh, no. And I was like, got it. I totally have this. And then he's even going to let me... What a fucking idiot. He's even going to let me slap him. So I say a few things. Bitch slap him? I don't get to full on... Okay. go into him but I get to hit him flick of the wrist flick of the wrist okay. and so I don't know how much people listening know about Hollywood but rarely do things get accomplished in one take as they call it <laughs> so we do a little argument and then I slap Chavo Guerrero Jr. in the face and he puts me in a move and then the director goes okay uh, co- Theo if actually can we get you to move two feet over to the left there and, and I want to put your block I need you to be right there alright let's go again and then oh, I Oh, you get to slap him again? And then I slapped Chavo Guerrero Jr for a second time. And then the director goes, "All right, Cy, uh, that was good, but the move didn't really look real. So Chavo, when you put the arm bar on him, you have to turn oh. him you have to turn him towards the camera." And I was like, "All right." And
0: Let then Let me tell you what I never want to hear. I never want to hear a director telling a professional fighter to go, "Not real enough." <laughs> Not real enough. Your foot wasn't in his sphincter. So then I Slap Chavo Guerrero Jr. for a
1: third time. And he goes, Chavo, we need you to cheat to the camera a little bit. We're gonna get it this time. And then I fucking slapped Chavo Guerrero Jr. for a fourth time. And the director goes, All right, we need one more just for safety's sake. And I go, I go, okay. And Chavo goes, You're done hitting me. I go, it's just one, it's just one more take. He goes, No more.
0: I go, Oh, okay. <laughs> He's gonna put Chavo Guerrero the third inside of you. <laughs> So I
1: was like, I want this to be, like, I want it to be a good scene, right? And so we camera, and we're fighting back and forth. I mean, come on. I go, come on, man, fight me. And he goes, I'm not going to fight a civilian. And I go, what are you, some sort of bitch? (laughs) Oh, you dumb, dumb, dumb. I don't, he tackled me so fast and put me in a move that we hadn't practiced. It is this, like, and, and. (laughs) <laughs> he, and here's the thing you can find it on my Instagram if you scroll down but I'll, I'll put it to the top of my Instagram this week he, he put his knee on my face and put his his like his arm he arm barred me and just literally well Theo Vaughn smiled and counted nearly ripped my arm out of my body it was sure. unbelievable well that explains my fucking back hurts <laughs> I've thought about that before because it's my bad side it's a violent move when you see it.
0: I'm excited to see it. Okay. Hey, I have stuff on my Instagram too. Do you? Yeah, how about that? What's your Instagram? Well, I don't know. That Chad Daniels? Of course it is. I got to go. I know. I know you do. Uh, right. Well, before you go, Chad, I just wanted to chime in and give a little Tony Shaloub update. Ooh. Oh, Whoa. hey, Bales
1: with a Tony Shaloub <laughs> update. Tony Shaloub. Tony
0: Shaloub. He is, in fact, Lebanese. Okay. Okay. Also, he is from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Is that really? So it's not completely out of the question that he could have been that in a target. I fucking shalubed Shaloob. <laughs> I did. I shalubed shalub. Oh my god, that's so. By the way, I hope this little blonde, pasty asshole is listening, because guess what? I said hello using a gentleman's first and last name. You fucking twit. I have to go. Okay. Hey, remember, everybody, what
1: I said at the beginning of the show about spreading the word. Spread it. Spread that word. And why don't you spread the words I love you to me? I love you. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.